to Miley. And that'll do it. The Reds are playoff bound in 2020. Words that took seven years to hear again. And now your Cincinnati Reds are heading back to the playoffs. I mean, we believe we're a good team. We believe we can be a great team. We believe we can be a championship team. On TV, we only get a few minutes to share each story. But here we get to tell you all the details about stories that are important to greater Cincinnati. I'm Stephen Albritton, and this is WLWT News 5 Beyond the Studio. But I think, I think we're a nightmare. And uh, I think everybody knows that. Big offseason money spent, big expectations heading into the year. What looked bleak only weeks ago turned into one of the hottest teams in baseball going into the playoffs. WLWT Sports Director George Vogel joins the pod to tell us about the epic run to this point and how the Reds make a splash in the postseason. Well, they have done it. The Cincinnati Reds have made the playoffs. George Vogel, first thoughts from where they came from to where they are now. Yeah, how did they do it? That's like the first thought. We expected it back when the season began, but two weeks ago, we didn't expect them to have any chance of making it when they're six games below 500. And there's, a you know, what, a dozen games left, maybe 14 games left, something like that. And here they are. They did it, and they're where we thought they should be. Maybe they should be a little better. We thought they'd be a darn good team, but at least they're in. And this year, the way the playoffs are set up, maybe not having a home field game doesn't matter because you don't have the fans in there razzing you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're going to Atlanta for a uh, three-game three game series, five-game yep. series. Three-game series, first round. The, the Yeah. Best of three. I mean, what, what kind of mindset are the players in from you know the interviews you've been able to do these past few days to go into a three-game series after everything they've been through these last two weeks? Well, the, the good news is these guys say they feel like they've already been in that. Like, every game has been pressurized. They got themselves their back so far against the wall. Every game they felt like was a must-win. And that's what a three-game series is going to be. I mean, every inning is going to matter. I mean, a game can go sideways on you. You lose one game, and all of a sudden you're in trouble. So uh, the good news for the Reds, after all they've been through, is they feel like they're battle-tested. They feel like... You know, they've been pushed to the max mentally to where they could have just had a breaking point. And, you know, you never say you give up, but let's face it, you feel like hope's lost and and you're a different team. You just play out the string. They didn't get to that point. In fact, it went the other way. And now they're going into the to the postseason with a full head of steam. I mean, these guys are so confident. I wonder if they might be overconfident. I mean, I hear Joey Votto say what he said about they're going to be a nightmare, and he's right, but usually you don't hear him saying that kind of stuff going into a playoff series. They know they're going to be playing a good Atlanta team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the Atlanta, you know, one of the best teams in the NL. They got the two seed. The Reds are the seven seed. Now, with this Reds team, they're unique in a way because of how they scored a lot of their runs. Their batting average overall, not great. Mm-hmm. It's, but how they ended up scoring and getting through this could be – uh, pretty much sink or swim for them. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because uh, well, I think sixty one percent of their runs came via home runs, most in the majors, and and some teams aren't even close to that sixty one percent mark. Uh, interestingly, yesterday they scored all those runs without a home run, but uh, 
Yeah, it's it's boomer bust for them, and that's how that offense has been. And and I think one of the things that helped turn their turn their season around was they were still boomer bust at the plate a lot. In fact, they went through one stretch where they went it was almost like twenty straight runs scored via the home run here in the past week. Uh, but their pitching and their bullpen got straightened out. I mean, they've had guys step up. You know, Lucas Sims, T.J. Antone. Uh, we knew Amir Garrett could be good. We knew Iglesias could be good, and he got his act together. And that made a world of difference for this team. I mean, it totally did. They had so many games that were winnable early in the season that the bullpen just completely blew. They're not blowing them now. And it's it's made this difference where you win 11 of your last 14. Mm-hmm. And you, you uh, touched on the pitching there. Trevor Bauer, possible yeah. Cy Young candidate, amazing ERA. I think it's what, 1.7, one something Three, around there? Yeah, something like that. And 100 strikeouts in 73 innings. That's crazy. Yeah, he, he's, he's pitching lights out. Here's a quick bite of what he had to say today um, about his excitement going into the postseason. I relish the, the big game whenever it happens. Uh, we've played a lot of big games the last two weeks. I enjoy that extra adrenaline or pressure or however you want to term that, that feeling the stakes of it all, you know, I, I, there's something on the line and that's when I, uh, I, I love those moments. So uh, whether it's game one or game three or starting or out of the pen or whatever, um, I'm just looking forward to pitching in, in big moments. So for, for Trevor Bauer getting the ball game one, in your opinion, what needs to happen in game one? Obviously they need to win, but what do the Reds need to do? What does Trevor Bauer need to do to make sure that they come out on top? Because if you get in a hole this time, it's you know, you're one and done after that. Yeah, pretty much. And and Trevor Bauer just has to pitch away he's been pitching and keep that same mindset that he had in that last game he threw where I mean he was just a bulldog. And he was going right at people. And he was showing off. He's doing that billion-dollar strut coming off the bound. And he didn't care if the other team had a problem with it. He's like, I need this to get – he's yelling at batters after he strikes them out and screaming at home plate. And I mean, he was a character on the mound. And he's got to have that same attitude. And, and it rubs off. It rubs off on those guys playing behind him. And they get amped up about it. And he's got to have that attitude. And then the hitters just have – to keep doing what they've been doing here lately. It's been a little better, uh, but like I said, they still are boomer bust with the home run and scoring runs, but but they've had some better at-bats. Shogo's come to life, even though he won't start game one probably against a lefty, but uh, they've had some different – Votto's been a different hitter since he got benched for three games. You know, that kind of helped him. Uh Mustakas has come up big in the big moments like he has in years past when he's been on good teams. And my gosh, he came up big Friday night, and, and it just seems like when he's in those moments, he makes something happen. Not a home run every time. Might be a double. Um, but uh, they just have to keep the winning mindset that they found just in the nick of time to make this playoff run. Yeah, they are just a couple games behind uh, Atlanta as far as record, but as far as the team makeup, they're really incredibly different. You know, you've covered the Reds for such a long time. You've seen the years where they were supposed to be good kind of fell flat on their face. Even this year, they spent so much money in the offseason, and we talked about it leading up to what was supposed to be opening day. For you and this team, what stands out from years past that they've been able to put it together, especially in this world of COVID-19? Number one, just the even keel that 
Look, I, I, I thought maybe David Bell was driving himself into the ditch and this team into the ditch about three weeks ago and thinking, is he even going to survive past this year? And even then, you know, coming down the stretch, it was like, well, we got to do, we know we're better, we're doing, it's like he kept this even keel that don't get too high, don't get too low. And even in the darkest moments, he kept that. And now looking back, I'm thinking maybe that worked. I don't know. I I, I think... um, you know, nobody panicked. He wasn't allowing anybody to panic. Even Trevor Bauer, when he came out and said, look, now, you know, these are must wins. But he wasn't panicking because he said, we know we're good enough. And I think a lot of that confidence came from them adding to the team like they did. Bringing in, you know, Nick Castellanos, bringing in Moustakas, bringing in Shogo, uh, you know, having pitchers. And, and this, I didn't mention this earlier, but Luis Castillo turning it on changed things too. I mean, he was terrific down the stretch. And so when you know that if we can just make the playoffs, just make the playoffs, and we've got Trevor Bauer, Luis Castillo, and Sonny Gray – you feel pretty good about your chances getting to that point. And so, somehow they bucked up and did it. And I just really – I would have pushed the panic button in August. And David Bell never pushed it. I, I, I don't know. Again, we'll see over 160-some game, 162-game season uh, how all that works and if it would have been too late. But certainly after, you know, whatever it was – 45 games or, or 40 games, it wasn't too late. They, somehow they made it. It's just – it's incredible that finally the talent rose to the top and, and they were the guys we thought they were. And, and also, thank goodness for the expanded playoffs. You know, that helps too. <laughs> yeah, a couple more teams got on got in, into the playoffs on uh, uh, both sides on in each conference, and, you know, that uh, paid off. Yeah, eight teams apiece. Eight teams apiece. That, that's, so uh, the Reds will play at noon on Wednesday uh, starting in Atlanta. You know, beyond that, you know, for people who, you know, have been trying to pay attention to the Reds and all of this stuff, what do you think they should look out for uh, come Wednesday noon first pitch? Number one, just – Trevor Bauer being the guy we just talked about. Uh, Number two, confidence. And I remember 10 years ago when they made the playoffs for the first time in forever, they got in that first series with Philadelphia, and it was deer in the headlights. In fact, I think a perfect game was thrown against them in game one. Um, Halliday pitched it. And... It's they, they've got to have that same confidence and same swagger they've developed here, and I think they will because these guys are veterans. I mean, this team is loaded with guys who uh, who are veterans. Um, they've been there. Even a guy like Freddie Galvis, who plays short, Kyle Farmer, who's come off the bench and given them great innings, playing the field and picking it up at shortstop and and second base and just playing whenever, wherever they need him. He's a guy that's been around a little bit. You know, he played out in L.A. They had a little bit of playoff experience there. He knows what it takes to play winning baseball. Moustakas does. Castellanos does. Um, you know. I'm sure Shogo does from from his time in, in Japan. So they, they've got that confidence. And I think, you know, you, you watch them in this game and see guys that aren't deer in the headlights like they were in 2010, where they struck me as a team that was just happy to get there. I think this team's still a little angry. They had to scramble the way they did to get in because they know they're better than that. Yeah, absolutely. So 
Uh, first pitch noon Wednesday, and as Joey Votto said, this team, he said it a little more colorful than I'm going to say it, but this team is going to be a nightmare playoff opponent for any team. We will see what happens when they face off uh, against the Braves on Wednesday. George Buckle, thank you so much for coming on the Beyond the Studio podcast. We appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Stephen. Game one of the Reds NL Wild Card Series is Wednesday, September 30th. First pitch is at noon. If you like this podcast, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. This has been WLWT News 5 Beyond the Studio. I'm Stephen Albritton. Thanks for listening. We've all seen it. That check engine light in our car. Do I check it now? Check it later? Can I keep driving? That one light doesn't tell you what you need to know. And if you get your weather from a symbol on your phone, you're not getting the full story. WLWT Weather has the only certified most accurate forecast in Cincinnati. It's where you get the difference-making details. You'll know exactly what to expect and when, so you can plan your day. WLWT Weather, Cincinnati's certified most accurate forecast.